Welcome to this week's episode of Church Unscripted. We're so glad that you're here. I want to remind you that we're on all podcasting platforms. So if you're listening to us, uh, leave a review. We'd love that. If you're watching us on YouTube, like it, comment, subscribe, share it with a friend uh, so we can get this out to more people. We'd we'd appreciate that. Uh, Today I have with me Nate Hamblin and Scott Gibson. Nate spoke this week for us, uh, filled the pulpit, and Scott is one of our elders. Um, so before we dive into kind of the message conversation, we've been spending the last number of weeks on this topic of marriage um, as a church. And so I wanted to get your, your two guys' input on why do you think a marriage series is important? Because I think, you know, when you do a marriage series, there's a, there's a, there may be some fear associated with different people, maybe not in that season. Why, why is a marriage series important? Well, I'll jump in first. Uh, well, I think it's pretty evident in God's word that he, he talks about it wasn't good for us to be alone and that we needed that helper. So um, my wife, Christy and I, we talk a lot, even with our kids about um, the importance of not just finding the mate, but finding that true helper, that person that's going to really mesh with you, that's going to be there um, to compliment you in some in some cases, to encourage you, to drive you. Uh, when we're just living life on our own, it's just uh, sometimes you miss that. And so God created marriage specifically so that we would have that compliment to help us. Um, and we're built to have relationships, you know, not to kind of be the hermit living out on our own a little bit. And so I think it's really important um, to have a series like this, uh, just as you would go to the doctor to get a checkup mm-hmm. or to take your car to get an oil change or to make sure everything's running right. Uh, sometimes you gotta you know, look deep, make sure that mm-hmm. uh, things are going well, maybe have that, um, that mm-hmm. checkup. Mm-hmm. Um, and just for the fact that marriages are a mess, mm-hmm. right, in so many cases, you know, families, you see the effects of, marriage is struggling and what that does to kids, what that does to our society in some cases. Um, and so just having a, a series to really help us to dig deep, to um, reflect, to help prepare people that aren't um, married yet, uh, I think it's crucial. Mm, yeah, I, I agree completely. I, you know, marriage is arguably the longest lasting relationship we have uh, this side of eternity as humans. Um, you parent for 18, 20 years and you send them off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I think from a Christian perspective, I don't know if there's a relationship that you have to practice and nurture Christ-likeness mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. or that God uses more as a tool of mm-hmm. sanctification and transformation yeah. in your life than with your, than with your spouse. Mm-hmm. So um, I agree. I love, the, I love the metaphor of just kind of that routine checkup mm-hmm. because that's, that is the relationship where my relationship with Christ has lived out mm. most, more than any other, more yeah. than my kids, more than my coworkers. Like Amanda sees Christ in me or the lack of Christ in me. <laughs> and he uses my relationship with her to, 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 to be a refining tool. Yeah. I think the other thing is uh, for me is um, so many people give up. Mm. You know, and to have a marriage series to encourage people to, when it's hard, don't give up, mm. you know, kind of thing. And I think that's uh, even going into marriage, not having that mindset of, well, if it doesn't work out, I'm just going to, you know, move on if I'm not happy. It's not about my happiness, mm. really. You know, it's sometimes it's about rolling your sleeves up. And so to have a series to encourage people to not give up also, mm-hmm. uh, because I think too many people now just give up on their marriages yeah. too easy or their relationships for that matter. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm going to take a quick commercial break and just say, if you haven't watched all the sermons from this series, go ahead and do that. Yeah, um, this this last uh, this last Sunday was the last message in this series, so go check out the rest if you haven't. Um, they've been really helpful, uh, a lot of conversations. So let's dive into the sermon from this week. Nate, um, give us just kind of an overview of, of maybe the passages you talked about and, and the general theme just for those sure. that maybe didn't catch yeah. the sermon yet. Yeah. Yeah, and before I do, I want to piggyback. I want to go back yeah. to the question. You know, I think I think one thing that's so important to understand is when you are preaching 30 to 35 minutes in one-way conversation, <laughs> there is no way to be comprehensive. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the one of the gifts that a series on marriage does isn't like here's six weeks of 30-minute solutions. It right. just gets the conversation yeah. going. Yeah. Both in in the marriage relationship, but even among church mm-hmm. believers, because marriages is, is difficult. The the best of marriages is difficult. Mm-hmm. So just to have that conversation and to force you to talk about and think through things you haven't. Yeah. I just think it's an important, yeah. important note. Absolutely. So, yeah, one of the, uh, really this week, uh, Pastor Eric knew he couldn't be here and he, he just wanted me to really focus in on one of the specific characteristics of love that Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians, which is this idea that love keeps no record of wrongs. And that sounds good. And anybody who's been in church for a while or who's attended a, a wedding where that passage is read, you just read it and you go on. But when you really start to think, wait a second, how, how, how do I not keep a record of wrongs? Mm-hmm. You start to really go, well, how do I do this? And scripture is not this book of lofty ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christ in us empowers us to, mm-hmm. to, to fulfill the commands he gives us. And so mm-hmm. we just try to take a week to auger into the priority of love in our relationships, mm-hmm. but specifically this aspect of love not keeping a record of wrongs. And I don't know of any way to do that mm-hmm. unless I learn to practice forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And forgiveness is all over scripture and forgiveness is all over the life yeah. of Christ. And so we just tried to mm. auger into what does it look like to forgive? What does forgive mean? Um, and, and we kind of, we started in 1 Corinthians 13, but then we, we quickly jumped uh, to Matthew 18 uh, and specifically that parable that Jesus gives about a, a servant that's been forgiven much, mm. but just failed to, to pass on that mm. forgiveness. And so we try to define forgiveness a little bit um, and then just really give two very practical, tangible ways that I can practice and extend forgiveness in my marriage, which is pouring out those offenses to Jesus um, and praying for my family, mm. especially when they feel like enemies. And mm. so that's what we spent 30 minutes yeah. talking about. Yeah, that's good. Thanks for that. Um, one of the things you defined forgiveness, uh, so you said forgiveness is choosing to release the offender from paying me for the offense. And I had a conversation with someone afterwards and they made a comment about, you know, it took me the longest to learn how to forgive myself. Mm. And so I'm curious what your guys, what your guys thoughts, we talked about the forgiving 70 times seven. So could it also apply to self-forgiveness within marriage, especially when one partner may struggle with personal shortcomings? So how do we, you know, I think in our marriages, a lot of times we may be able, it may be easier to forgive other people, mm-hmm. um, but we don't ever forgive ourselves. So what are, your, what are maybe some of your thoughts on that, like the, the self-forgiveness aspect? Yeah, it's good. It, you know, the, the interesting thing is uh, after you, you know, text me yesterday, say, hey, can you sit in with Eric being gone? And I'm like, oh, goodness. Uh, but I, I thought that thought that came to my mind also is a whole self-forgiveness, especially coming from a perfectionist mm-hmm. who uh, 
it's never good enough in my mind sometimes kind of thing with it. So that's been a, a process. But at the same mm-hmm. time, you know, as you go through um, that relational aspect mm-hmm. of it, as if when I'm struggling to forgive myself or f- to holding it over my head, the things that I've done, then I'm constantly like needing an affirmation from my wife is saying, are we good? Are we good? And then it comes down to feelings, which you can't base your relationship on mm-hmm. feelings either. Yeah. You know, sometimes. So I think that's a crucial portion of it, especially for folks that, um, you know, maybe lean towards more of the legalistic standpoint mm-hmm. or even has that perfectionist mindset of, you know, am I good enough? Am I good enough? Do I have to mm-hmm. even, you had talked about, okay, in on the opposite side of, oh, to be forgiven, I have to do all these things now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and sometimes in the perfectionist mindset, that's what it is like, okay, I'm really messed up, so now I need to like make sure I yep. do more dishes or do you know more around the house or whatever like that. Which that's a good thing to help out, but at yeah. the same time, in order to get that forgiveness to, for mm. yourself, probably isn't yeah. appropriate either. Yeah. Mm. yeah, if I'm helping out for the sake of helping out, that's great. But if yeah. I'm helping out to pay off my debt, yeah, uh, that that's the wrong motivation, uh-huh. right? And yeah. I, I love that question yeah. because. Uh, you know, a point I really tried to stress yesterday, and I, I don't know how effective I was, but when we talk about forgiveness, I, I can't. Can we, can we just, I can't forgive mm-hmm. you. Like, I don't have it within yeah. me. Like, if you hurt me, doggone it, I want you to pay for that. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so what we're really talking about and what Scripture's talking about when, we, when we're talking about forgiveness, I'm extending forgiveness I've received. It's, mm-hmm. Jesus is the only one. Yeah. that can sufficiently pay for that. So I think when that applies to self-forgiveness, mm-hmm. the question isn't necessarily how can I forgive myself? Do I truly accept Jesus's mm-hmm. forgiveness of me? That's or like the servant in the story, am I like, all right, the king canceled the debt, mm-hmm. but I gotta go work this off. Like who owes me anything? Yeah. And, and so I really think self-forgiveness mm-hmm. is just allowing myself to really believe that Jesus is that committed mm-hmm to paying the price that I couldn't pay. Wow. Um, and, and so it, it, it's about reception. Yeah. And man, when we don't receive it, we, I, we can't give it. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, and, and again, I, I think that's where the idea of penance comes from mm-hmm. in some faith yeah. tribes. Like, yeah. hey, if you do this, I mean, that, that's payment plan. That's not yeah. forgiveness. Right? Yeah. Um, so well, I think part of that's just human nature to want to, prove our worth make it right, right. so yep. you it's it, it kind of comes down to the identity thing like am i going to receive that identity from christ or am i going to try to work my way into uh being good enough or yeah. or or whatever that is scott you were gonna say no, something? I, I think even with the uh even with the self-forgiveness thing th- there's the the other side of it too. Whereas um, if you are the offender though, there has to be true reconciliation and there has to be true um, mm. kind of that heartbreaking where, yeah. where you're, you're being broken down to realize where it's not to say, Hey, forgive me. Just, right. I, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm uh-huh. sorry. Yep. You know, is it truly where, you know, so there has to be a balance mm-hmm. there. You have to be able to forgive yourself, but at the same time you have to take responsibility That's right. when you screw up, you, you, gotta, yeah. That's right. you know, and it's not just a matter of, okay, I'm sorry. So can we end the argument? Yeah. You know, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I think you read my next question because I was. (laughs) We're done then. (laughs) No. no, Yeah. Talk next week. (laughs) I I was, I I was thinking about this idea of like regard like the keeping no records of wrongs. How how can couples balance this with the tension of like there needs to be accountability and growth and behavior within their marriage? Because I know a lot of people that that we that we talk to it's it's I have forgiven them but they just keep doing the yeah. same thing over and over and over so what what's the encouragement to somebody that um 
they want to forgive, but it it's not that the other person is maybe not aware of that or doesn't yeah. have that heart posture. Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah. I think uh, this, is, this is not necessarily an answer as much as a, uh, uh, I think it's really important we, we define our terms because mm-hmm. we use some words as synonyms and I'm not convinced they're, they're, they're all equal. We use words like forgiveness. Mm-hmm. We use words like repentance. We use words like reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in Matthew 18, yeah. um, if, you, if you read ahead of the parable that we jumped into, Jesus gives us the steps of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And Peter turns around and mm-hmm. says, okay, how many times do I must forgive? Yeah. And it's so easy for us to think that forgiveness and reconciliation are the same thing. And I'm not yeah. convinced they are. Yeah. I, you don't have genuine reconciliation if you don't have forgiveness. Mm-hmm. But just because I, me forgiving you, that, that, that's an internal attitudinal posture where I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna make you be indebted to me, but I'm not minimizing what you did. And we, we might not be good yet. <laughs> because you got to pay, but it's not me who's in, in charge of making you pay. So I, th- mm-hmm. I think, I just think we have to just be very careful to say yeah. there's a difference in terms. And sometimes we try to think that they're the same thing. Yeah. And then that's where we're like, how can I forgive? If, no, 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 I'm not talking about flat out. Like there's some steps of reconciliation. It takes right. two people yeah. to reconcile. That's good. It takes one person to forgive. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, that is, I love that delineation. And um, because I think sometimes we think, Wow, I just, I just don't feel like you've forgiven me yet. Right. Well, no, it's probably not that they haven't forgiven you yet, but you're just still working through the reconciliation process mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, with that. And I think, you know, as Dave and I can definitely, um, we've talked about this exact thing. Of uh-huh. We would rather avoid conflict. That, oh, that's absolutely. our personalities yep. a little bit, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and so to, you know, to have that reconciliation, mm-hmm. you have to be willing to kind of bear yourself and have those mm-hmm. conversations sometimes mm-hmm. uh, that aren't fun. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think back to a time, you know, in our, uh, in my marriage where, you know, we weren't communicating anymore, you know, and we, you know, we were like, hey, we're going to do that checkup. We don't want to be roommates. We're just going to go ahead and we're going to go through some marriage counseling here. That was not fun. Yeah. <laughs> but on the opposite side, mm-hmm. you went through the work, you went through it. And, you know, my wife jokes that, you know, it was our you know, nine months of hard time or whatever it may be, you know, kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. But you know, it is, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's not fun to, mm-hmm. sometimes to have that reconciliation because mm-hmm. we want we want it to feel great. And, and like you said, you haven't forgiven me yet. Well, no, maybe they have forgiven us, yeah. but we just haven't worked through the whole process yeah. yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pa- a pastor of mine uh, in one of my first ministry positions, he would say, forgiveness happens right away, but reconciliation takes years. Amen. That's and good. and I think that for me, I'm a I'm a quick, because I don't like the, the, the conflict, I'm a quick like, will you forgive me so it's better? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so for me, that was like a shift, like, okay, so that person may forgive me, but that doesn't make things yeah. automatically better. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that that is a really helpful uh, distinction to make uh, for individuals. Because sometimes when I say, hey, would you forgive me? Well, all I'm asking is, will you just let me off the hook? I'm not, I'm not asking you to forgive me. Yeah, you're like, will just, you just forget the, the... Will you just minimize the... De- like, uh-huh. will you just brush it? And, and I, again, yeah. tried to make a big point of that yesterday. When we talk about forgiveness, we're not talking about minimizing mm. the debt. Mm. We're not talking about ignoring it. Mm. We're not talking about setting up a payment plan. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about, I, I'm not the one to make you pay. Mm. And so I refuse. And it's it's almost selfish. Like, it, yeah. it's not, but like, it's... Because if if... If I set myself up to be my wife's judge, jury, and executioner, mm. 
I have just sentenced myself to be her watchdog. And now I'm in prison to trying to make sure she pays. Whereas if I'm like, you know what? I, I love my wife. She, she, did not mean, she did not mean to be controlling in that comment. Jesus, I'm gonna let you mm. talk to her about that. And that frees me. Right. It's not that I'm letting her yeah. off the hook. I yeah. mean, I am. <laughs> I don't, this isn't some like yeah. high, high level of manipulation. Yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about that, but um, yeah. I don't, I don't so uh, so to, to further that, how do, you, how do you have that heart without enabling behavior? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll ask a question of all of us. How often do we, the three of us, involve Jesus in the process when we try to forgive someone? Mm. Or do we try to do it on our own? Yeah. I mean, if I just try to jump into forgiveness mm-hmm. before I like let Jesus have it. Yeah. Like, I mean, again, I made the joke in one of the services yesterday and I make this joke a lot. If, if I pass away, show up, offer my wife condolences and then ask her where I store my journals and burn those puppies. Um, (laughs) Because venting to Jesus is the only person I can vent to. And and his opinion of me doesn't change when I'm venting to him. His opinion of my my, my wife or my coworker doesn't change when I'm venting to him. Mm -hmm. And his opinion of himself doesn't. If I vent to anybody else, I run the risk of changing their opinion about me, the person I'm, I'm venting about. So I have to just be very comfortable with saying, Jesus, Amanda did this, this, this. Mm. And I think she did, 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 did. And I mean, I can go off. <laughs> yeah. And as I do that, he like gives me perspective. No, she doesn't. Yeah. And like, I have to pour, because mm. again, that offense took place or I feel offended. I have to give that to somebody. Yeah. It just doesn't work very well when I try to give it back to my wife. <laughs> so Jesus tends to handle it better. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And mm. but I think you're trying to get out, okay, what's the practical, right? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. what does that look be, be, like? Yeah. And I think the, the practical part that you said there is, you know, one, what do we do in our quiet time? What are we doing to take that and actually have that yeah, conversation with absolutely. Jesus, you know, kind of thing, which, uh, you know, we're probably, you know, again, we want the quick reconciliation. Yep. We want yep. the quick, yep, let's go. Yep. So let's, the quick and easy one is just to go to, you know, be like, yeah, forgive you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. no, you got to have that, that yeah. time also. But like, mm-hmm. when you think about the practical practicality of it, so I think there is some, you know, we always talk about guardrails, you know, mm-hmm. not only in our marriage, but with our kids and stuff like that, like setting yourself up for, so I think if there is, truly an issue that continues to happen over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. there has to be some kind of accountability or something put in place, practicality, to to try to prevent that. Mm -hmm. You know, the hard part is if they're not willing to that, you know, then you kind of just got to give it to God. Mm -hmm. If they're not willing to be that, you know, Mm -hmm. that uh, active partner, I guess in that case or whatever. But, you know, if there's, you know, if there's something that's causing that repetitive thing to happen, mm. you know, figure out how, how do you put a guardrail up mm. to protect yourself from that? Mm. Whether it's, you know, um, yeah, giving your, your spouse full access to your phone or whatever maybe you're removing yourself from certain situations to where you're, um, or, you know, 
doing some things to take care of whether if it's an anger thing or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. starts to, you know, put some guardrails of having those conversations when mm-hmm. it's not intense to be yeah. like, Hey, how do we, how do we do this better? Yeah. Um, ironically, my wife said that to me this morning. She's like, okay, <laughs> how do we do this better? Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to be next to each other a lot coming up here. How do we, how do we do that mm-hmm. better? You know, kind of thing. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> I'm mad, but yeah. okay, you're right. We need to talk yeah. about that really yeah. quick. Yeah. You know, so, so putting some guardrails up. So one of those guardrails for you guys was going to the marriage counseling however yeah. long ago. Yeah. How, how, like, explain to me and to us, like, how did that come about? Because I think a lot of people are nervous about that. Like, yeah. marriage counseling always comes up in the heat of the moment. Right. Like, yeah. how did how did it come about for you guys? And, and I would say that was probably one of your guardrails. Yeah, I don't know if it was a guardrail at that point, but it, it, was, a, it was a lever that we pulled. Uh, we realized that we were... We were living life, you know, the whole, on the outside, everything's perfect. Mm. We're showing up to church where, you know, we have the uh, the two and a half kids. No, <laughs> we had two kids, but yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, and I think that's one of the things in the, um, within the church, you know, Matthew West has the song of, you know, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Everybody, I'm fine, you know, yep. and that's how we live our lives. Mm-hmm. But uh, we realized that... Um, we weren't communicating well anymore. Mm. We we had gone through a lot of things, you know, losing some friends, you know, um, to death, uh, some illnesses and stuff. And then you, you, those little things day by day just start to build up. Mm. And we weren't heading for divorce. It wasn't that. And I think some people get that that mindset yeah. of, oh my goodness, you, you're going to counseling. Are you getting divorced? No. We just decided that we're both too hard headed to give up. And it's like. We're heading down that road, or we're just gonna be roommates, mm-hmm. yeah. and we don't want to settle for just being roommates. So yeah, you know, and so it, it was like, okay, we're we're gonna do this, yeah, you know, because we're, we're both too hard headed to give up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we want to make this better because mm-hmm. divorce was never an option. Yeah. Well, if divorce is an option, we're heading down the road of just being roommates. So yeah. let's figure this out. Yeah. And so I, that 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 is a stereotype. Going back to the, are you gonna take your car? To get an oil yeah. change, mm-hmm. are you going to go to the dentist? You know, well, it wasn't where we wanted it to be, mm-hmm. and so let's let's get a tune-up, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's, you don't have to go to counseling to do that. Sometimes yeah. at that point we had just we were like, okay, let's ask, let's mm-hmm. you know, accelerate it a little bit. You know, maybe it's talking to an older couple. Maybe it's just confiding in, you know, um, somebody be like, Hey, how, how do I do this? Sometimes yeah. those tune-ups are what yeah. you need too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't necessarily have to, you know, jump yeah. full feet in or whatever with that. Yeah. So yeah, let's just stop pretending that marriage isn't hard. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, yeah. if, if your marriage isn't hard, um, you're, you've got some blinders, yeah. right? Um, so yeah, mm. uh, that's great. Yeah. I feel like that's true with life. Like, yeah. can we just yeah. all pretend that life isn't easy and yeah. just, bear it and yeah. and bear one another's burdens no that's yeah, good, that's good. Um, so kind of kind of a little more on the practical side again and I th- this is a different way of asking a question that I've already asked maybe but um, so Jesus says 70 times seven mm-hmm. so 490 times mm-hmm. right that's how many times you're supposed to give um, so to the person that's gonna forgive for the 491st time yeah. this week yeah. and they're weary of it yeah what's your encouragement? To that person, yeah, yeah. What is it? Uh, go ahead, Scott. I, I want to look up yeah. a, a quick passage of scripture here. Well, I think one of the encouraging things is the forgiveness isn't for them; it's for you. Yeah, mm. you know. So th- that's the encouraging part: is you're going to get more out of it than they will mm. potentially for that. Um, mm. So I think that's the encouragement that that like 
you know, practically pumps into my head right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, you know, there will be triggers, mm-hmm. you know, so when you think that you've forgiven them and you've moved on kind of thing with that, there's potentially triggers that'll come, you know, mm-hmm. uh, outside of my marriage right now, something that's not within my marriage relationship, but there, there were triggers last week that popped up that reminded me of things that happened seven years ago mm-hmm. that I was like, Ooh, wow, yep. I still have a little bit of bitterness to that person because something that happened, but something happened seven years later that triggered it a little bit. I'm like, okay, you, you got to get yeah. that mindset clear again a little bit. So although, yeah, the forgiveness is for you to be able to mm-hmm. give that to Jesus and have it off of your shoulders, uh, know that there, there could be a trigger coming point and you have to be prepared for that a yeah. little bit too. Mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, forgiveness is not a one and done thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's one of those cliches that just drives me crazy. Forgive and forget. Well, yeah. you're not going to. Yeah. yeah. So, so what do I do when I, and then I think we do, we get a little, I worked really hard to forgive the person. Well, it's, it's coming back up. I've just yeah. been triggered. Well, maybe I didn't forgive them. No, no, yeah. no. Hmm. The, yeah. I, I think just, the, there's so many things that we think it's, it, we just want the one and done answer. Yeah. You know, um, I exercised once last year. <laughs> I, I should be good to go for another year, right? I mean, I don't need this extra. Yeah. And I, I just think, mm. so to that person, all, all joking aside, I, this is kind of pulled out of context, but Galatians 5, 9, let us not become weary in doing good mm. for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Mm. And, and I think that harvest of not giving up in forgiveness yeah. is, it, it, is it's an internal soul healing thing for me. Yeah. Um, Jesus on the cross, mm. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Was he minimizing the sin? No. Yeah. Was it, he was absorbing it. It was at great cost to himself, yeah. and yet the Father honored that and restored him. And in a in a very small, lesser way, yeah. I think that opportunity. It's kind of like when Peter talks about sharing in the sufferings with Jesus. Mm. When I have to forgive you again mm. and again and again and again, there's something about letting Christ again form and shape himself yeah. in me. And I'm actually sharing in that yeah. with him. I, it, it stinks, but it's a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah, beautiful. I, almost, I almost see that as a tactic of the enemy to to well up bitterness inside mm-hmm. of us because then if, if, we, if he can get the, the church or if he can get marriages in a place where we're not forgiving each right. other, then that's when division happens. Yeah. That's when those things start to fall apart. And so I think that's that's really good encouragement of... Like, no, well, that's actually what we're called to is yeah. the daily suffering with Christ. And maybe yeah. your suffering for the 491st time yeah. is to say, right. yeah, I, I do forgive you. Yeah. yeah. Which maybe this is the right time to do this. I didn't do this yesterday and I should have. But like, if you are in an abusive relationship, yeah. you can have an attitude for, of forgiveness, but you still got to so, get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and you need some help in that. For, mm-hmm. Forgiveness is not a synonym for Christians should be a doormat and let people right. do whatever they yep. want to them. Yeah, like, we just got to be super, super clear yeah. about that. That forgiveness does not mean justifying the offense. Yep. Yep. It doesn't mean welcoming more offense. Yep. Um, yeah. Again, it's as much of an internal attitudinal posture, mm-hmm. but there are external actions that need to be taken yeah. to put those yeah. boundaries into Absolutely. place. Absolutely. Were you, you, were you going to say something? I'm going to say something to what he just said there. I yeah. think it's really cool as uh, even coming in here today that uh, I'm like, okay, am I really prepared to do this? I, you know, <laughs> I had a day you know, or whatever yeah. it may be kind of thing. But just how God has 
directed our conversations here, you know, mm-hmm. because as you started going down there, I was thinking almost the same thing because, you know, as I think through, man, just don't give up, don't give up. But I'm like, there are situations yes. that you, you really do, you know, that right. you have to protect, be protected. And, yep. you know, mm-hmm. God is okay with those things, yes. you know, um, and there's those provisions for that. You know? Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. And I would say too, as a church, like I know you're, you're a little outside your, your family, you're, you're yeah. in the FEC, but, yeah, right. but we would love to, to walk with with yeah. people that are in those situations yeah. too. So if you if you do feel isolated and alone, yeah. um, reach out. We would love to to yeah. talk to you. Um, I do remember the other thing I was going to say now. Yeah, go ahead. Um, you say a practical thing or whatever. I think sometimes remembering, yeah, remembering the past of when reconciliation happened and the forgiveness happened, and being able to remember that and to realize that you know. Christ was at work there yeah. and that he, he did, you know, he, he, he was faithful then. Yeah. So this 491st time he's going to be faithful there yeah. too. Uh, even though it may be hard right now, yeah. let's remember when he were, yeah. was faithful and that yeah. can help us get through those things sometimes. Absolutely. And I would, I would affirm that I've seen you live that. And I love that about your story. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been one of the greatest encouragements to me is you're, you're always saying, well, just remember, you know, that's what, that's what God wants us to do. And so, um, you're saying that as an encouragement, but you also live it. So I want people to know that because they may not know you, but, um, I love that. Um, so kind of a, just a, a last question maybe. And then, well, two, two more questions. We'll do two more questions. Um, I think we need to throw a question at him. <laughs> he, he shouldn't be the one that's asking all the questions. I'm always over there. Yeah, I, yeah, I got yeah, the opportunity. So, so along the lines of forgiveness, right? How do we, I think sometimes we can get um, a little numb to it, right? If it's a common thing. Uh, so how can we, how can we distinguish between true forgiveness and just the suppression of emotion? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know in a quick answer. I think I I would say that that we don't know our own hearts. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where counseling, I think that's where a trusted Mm -hmm. friend, not venting, but a help me see clearly Mm -hmm. is really helpful because I I don't know where that line is. I would agree because that's the, that's the hard part, even mm-hmm. especially being the conflict avoider, you know, <laughs> let's just sweep it under the rug or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm the sweeper under the rug yeah. and then my head's going to blow off, yep. you know, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm even keeled until it's time. And then, then, no. yeah, then it's not pretty. So y- you have to figure out how to do it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I have a great answer. Yeah. I, I will say some, some diagnostic, not prognostic, but some <laughs> diagnostic, man, if I find myself quietly replaying things in my mm-hmm. brain, uh, you haven't forgiven. Yeah. I don't care how many times you've said I forgive you, but if yeah. you're still replaying it, mm. or if every time your spouse isn't around and you're hanging out with the buddies or hanging out with the girlfriends yeah. and you're you're letting them know so that you can get your badge of honor. <laughs> um, Look what I have to deal with. Yeah, that's the, the, there's, there's some yeah. pretty good signs yeah. that you have not forgiven. Yeah. You maybe are tolerating, you maybe have a really good payment plan you've got your spouse set up on that they don't know about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, yeah. but I, I do think mm. that we can, you know, I, I think we can know when we haven't forgiven, mm. but, but are we just numb and doormatting? I, that's a tough one. Yeah. But I do think, you know, although not venting and not like mm. tearing your spouse down, or I think it is really a, a really good practical thing is having that confidence. 
Yeah. That Absolutely. person that's, you know, basically your brother, you know, kind of thing that, you know, for us, or if you're female, your sister, that uh, you're able to, you know, have those conversations and be like, hey, this is where I'm really struggling. Yeah. You know, that, that person that's going to be like, okay, I'm gonna, or, or a small group, you know, I know that yeah. we're in our Tuesday yeah. night groups that, you yeah. know, a bunch of guys where, you know, having that accountability, having that support, because if you just hold it all inside, yeah. you know, sometimes it's like, hey, this, you know, this is going on. And you have to be, very cautious. Right. Yeah. You're not going to share everything, <laughs> right? But um, sometimes it's it's good just to have another person be like, mm. "I'm struggling with this. What, yeah. How do I how do I do this more effectively mm. with that?" Uh, because if you go to your spouse and like, "I'm really struggling forgiving you for this," that's not going to go for a while. You <laughs> yeah, know? probably not. But, <laughs> probably but if not. you're you're like, yeah. "Hey, Brian, what do I do here?" Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm struggling with this. And maybe it's just, they may not have the answer, but maybe it's just like, hey, we're just going to, I'm going to come next to you and pray for you. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to remember for you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think even coming back to what you had mentioned, just giving it to Jesus, I think Mm -hmm. if if you find yourself like kind of playing those scenes through your mind, it's, it's, taking a moment to say like, I don't know if I've actually, like looking at those diagnostic things and then surrendering it to Jesus, I think that's when we'll begin to truly see ourselves Mm -hmm. forgiving. and and Scott, you 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 said something. You just cr- corrected yourself like really quick in passing. But again, I think it's I think it's a point worth noting because we're talking about marriages here, mm-hmm. and the best of marriages will self destruct. Mm-hmm. You know, you said, and obviously we we talk to our, our brother or if you're a female, a sister. Can can we just stress like if you're a male and you need right. some help with your marriage yeah. and somebody. You need to be talking to a male, yeah. not a female. Yeah, if you're a female, you need to be talking to a female, not a male. I mean, that's how it starts. Mm-hmm. When yeah. I haven't forgiven my spouse and then I find this female who's just a really good listener and, and I, nobody intends to have an affair overnight. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that, I like, if you, if you are in a relationship right now yeah. with a coworker, a friend, online, whatever, and you have the habit about talking to you about your spouse mm-hmm. with a member of your same gender, mm-hmm. you, you need to course correct that, yeah. like now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about guardrails. Yeah. That's not even a guardrail. That's a, that's a road closed sign. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, this has been a good conversation. I want to ask you one question. Um, you kind of already did it, but I, I'm curious if there's, if there's something that you wanted to say yesterday that you didn't say. Yeah, that's good. That, that you feel like maybe I could say it now. And there doesn't have to be, but I'm I'm just curious if there's anything. Yeah. Maybe you ran out of time. Yeah. So so a good sermon, which I'm not going to pretend that yesterday was a good sermon, <laughs> but a good sermon is like a good movie. Uh, it really it's all about the editing room, about what doesn't get in. Mm-hmm. And I think the danger of of trying to tackle the topic of forgiveness in one week is you don't have adequate time to talk about the internal attitudinal posture mm. versus the actions of forgiveness. Yeah. Like you have to start with the, you have to have a heart of forgiveness mm. before you're gonna exercise forgiveness. And we really were trying to get to the heart mm. of forgiveness. And so um, I, th- I think always good to think through what are the tangible steps to forgive? Mm. How does that delineate from forgiveness and reconciliation and restoration? Yeah. And what does the role of repentance on the other person play? So I, th- I think there's just a lot of that nuance yeah. that you don't get a chance to yeah. delve into. Um, I would ask you to, uh, and don't worry, I'm not going to try to preach on the spot. If you listening to yesterday, what's mm. what are some areas that you're like, man, I would love part two that that dove into this. Mm-hmm. Because I think 
people can research and, and mm. read and pray on their own? What, what are some aspects that you're like, ah, we probably need to think about this or think about that? Well, I think one thing we hit already, and that was just the difference between the forgiveness and reconciliation. Yeah, that's huge. That, yeah, that, that is, you know, because we don't think in those yeah. terms. And so I, mm. that, that right now is a practical one for me. I'm yeah. like, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into that a little bit more, you know, and dig, dig a little deeper. Yeah. Like, that's the... Mm-hmm. That's the meeting after the meeting time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think I think uh, one of the things that I always kind of land on is like, what's the practical? Like, you know, you talk about forgiveness, but then when I think about forgiveness, mm-hmm. how do you actually do that? Like, right. is that just a thought? Like, yeah. oh, I forgive them, and so I think that's where like the the actual practical implications of like, how do you actually yeah. forgive someone? I yeah. think that's you know the. Yeah. That's also like the, the continuation of right. like, what yeah. is that? And I think that's good for all of us to just continually yeah. wrestle because I don't think there's a perfect answer yeah. for it. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, I think I think I probably would have, I piggyback on that and I would have dove more into that, you know, that little definition. It's releasing the person from paying me for the offense. Mm-hmm. Like I was real careful with those words. Yeah. Um, w- offenders have to pay. Mm-hmm. God is a God of justice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if I offend someone, I'm gonna pay for that, mm-hmm. or I'm gonna accept Jesus paying that for me. But that offense does not go unseen, mm-hmm. and I think the posture of forgiveness is freeing myself mm-hmm. from saying, "Yeah, but they have to pay me," yeah. because if I insist on them paying me, then man, I have to. I, I'm just, I'm just indebted to a life of mm-hmm. keeping track of everybody who owes me everything, mm-hmm. and. Oh, by the way, I'm offended by a lot of things that nobody meant as offensive, right? <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. so, so we, we have a lot of offenses in our bank account that's, mm-hmm. that's been taken out against us that were never intended mm-hmm. to be offenses, yeah. not to minimize that. But that's a, again, that's just a me and Jesus yeah. thing. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, thanks, Nate and Scott, for being with uh, me today. And uh, we've enjoyed this conversation. I hope you have to, again, share this with a friend on whatever uh, podcasting platform you like to listen to. Uh, and we'll see you next week.